With me today is Orville Grizzle, Community Outreach Specialist from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, New England Healthcare System, Vision One. How you doing, Orville? I'm doing, I'm doing good today. Thanks for inviting me. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that you came on the show was to definitely put out there to our veterans uh, why it's important to register with the VA. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you do the outreach and some other things that you do with Vision One. Um, like like Gabe mentioned, I work for Vision One. Vision stands for Veteran Integrated Systems Network, and I'm um, I'm it, it's it's up there in Bedford, Massachusetts, but I'm assigned to Connecticut. Um, what I do is I I go out in the community and help veterans get enrolled in um, VA healthcare. Um, as we know, the VA has three parts: Veterans Health Administration, Veterans Benefit Administration, and you have the National Cemetery. Um, it's very important for veterans to get enrolled in VA healthcare because there's a lot of benefits out there f- for veterans. Um, a lot of veterans out there just think because I have the VA home loan or I, or I'm or I'm going to school, they're only using one third of their um, um they're only using one third of their um of their eligibility or their benefits. Um, what I what I do um I go out there in the community, I educate veterans to, um to get enrolled because there's there's a lot of things out there um, for them. There's so many things that the VA offers. You know, I don't have enough time to talk to you about it <laughs> while we're here. But um, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the things I hear is, oh, I want to save it for the next person. Um, that's not how the VA works. Everybody that gets enrolled into the VA is helping out their fellow veterans to the left or to the right of them. Because what happens is that's how the money gets allocated by the secretary of the VA, and that's how Congress allocates the money. So um, when you do this outreach, is this pretty much basically this area is this your area connecticut yes this is my area connecticut there's a there's um seven there's about seven of us on the outreach team we cover the whole new england um periodically i'll go up to another state and help out my counterparts but what i what i what i look for is um i look for um veterans that's um um after 1980 um has 24 months of active duty and um it doesn't matter if they served in combat or or anything like that what i do is i sit down there and i, I educate them and i urge them to enroll in there um, even though they may, um, because of certain uh, qualifications, they may not be um, qualified right now. Later on, they might be qualified. But if they put themselves in the system, then they're eligible for um, other benefits, like, for example, um, aid and attendance or, um, or you know, um, any kind of health care. And it's important for the, um, the, the students here, especially, to get enrolled because um, they, they have to take shots. They have to do any kind of medical things here at, um, here at college. They won't have to pay for that. So they don't have to go to a doctor and pay for it. They can basically just go up to the VA and get, you know, get checked out yes. um, once a month, do what they got to do or, or once a year for yes. their physical. Yes. And they would meet the requirements for the college. Yes. Now, you also, um, you you have an office, like an outreach office in Orange, Connecticut at the Vet Center, correct? Yeah, yes. What I do is um, I use um, I use the, the um, I use the Vet Centers um, as, as my um, as my hub because I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm a telework person. Um, that means I, I can work from home. But when I what I do is I meet veterans that um, instead of meeting them at um, West Haven or Newington, um, the big hospitals, what I do is I meet them um, at the Vet Centers or or somewhere close to there. And um and just sit down with them and kind of um explain to them that um this is I'm just educating them the veterans on um how they're there's there's no pressure on enrollment but I always urge veterans to um enroll because um you, what you may be qualified today um, later on you might not be qualified for. Well, that kind of makes sense because why would you go to the hospitals? They're already registered. Yeah. You know you need to get out into the 
community. Yeah. Now, do you also, um, are you able to go out and actually meet the veteran at their home if they're homebound? Yes, that's what, yeah, that's what I do. If, if a veteran is homebound, I actually go out there and, um, and, and, and sit down with the veteran, um, them and their spouse and kind of, and kind of educate them, um, you know, kind of let them feel a little bit more comfortable. And the other thing too is, um, anytime I go out there, I always use myself, for example, I, um, I served in, um, Marines for 20 years. Um, I, I served in combat, so I kind of understand, um, what they're going through. So when I sit down and talk to a veterans, I'm not talking to them as far as employee trying to, um, push something on them. I talk to them from one veteran to another and kind of get them comfortable in the, in the state to where, um, this is something that they, they're going to need. You know, I, I take I take all the water side of it. I go in there and I just don't talk about just VA healthcare alone. I, I'm a, I'm knowledgeable on everything else. My main focus is VA healthcare. But to me, if the veteran needs any help and I don't and I don't have the source, I take the information down. And what I'll do is I'll come back and I'll reach out to somebody within the VA within 24 to 48 hours and have them um, get back in contact with the veterans. So I don't just don't go out there and just um, preach about healthcare alone. Any other services the VA has, I go out there and um, if I don't know it off the bat, I get the information and I follow up with a veteran. And I also track the healthcare forms all the way until either they get qualified or they don't get qualified. Yeah, that's one of the best things I like about you. When we go out to do outreach together, you really do great follow-ups and uh, make sure that they're enrolled with the registrar's office up at the VA. And you don't just walk the walk, you know. Um, you talk. You don't just do the talk. How is it? Talk to talk. You do the walk. Walk. You do the walk. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. out there. I'm out there in the. I'm out there in the community. I'm. Um, I'm. Uh, I pretty much will if I have the time. Now there's 169 states, um, towns here in Connecticut. If I have the time, I would go. Um, go out there depending on um, um, the needs. Even on even on the weekends and um, sometimes in the afternoon. Um, the big thing here in Connecticut that I, I like to do is I like to do um, coffee houses because of their, what it is is um, after hours or during the day, we have a lot of veterans that, that come in from the, um, from the towns and the communities and they want to hear things. And it's, it's like a general forum where they just ask me questions. Now, um, I would like for you to put out your phone number and we'll probably do this a couple of times because I'm sure... I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are um, out there, community organizations like, you know, um, VFWs, American Legions. Um, you also have senior folk homes, um, you know, that might have veterans in them. And any other really organization out there, you would be willing to go out and talk with them, correct? Yes, I am. Um, my phone number is 475-414-6164. Um, once again, my phone number is 475 475- Four one four six one six four. That's my cell phone number. If you call it, just leave a message on the um, the machine. And I'll get back in uh, contact with you within twenty four hours. But what's good also is that you're experienced at this because you're enrolled in the VA also. Yes, and you can actually help some of the veterans um, kind of negotiate or kind of go through the VA. Yes, yes, because I because I've been through uh, mostly um, all the services. Um, from the VA, I can I can sit down with a veteran and kind of help him out, um, um, negotiate with him because um, now we're in the we're in the um, c- computer age where there's a, a lot of times a veteran doesn't know how to use a computer and everything. Um, there are times I go to a veteran house and I sit down with them and I actually um, um, show them how it how it's done because there's two important websites out there, um, eBenefits and My Healthy Vet that um, veterans could get a lot of information on and I I kind of push that out there. So veterans could kind of keep up with their paperwork. So even though they're trying to get the VA on the phone, they can kind of track 
their claim or track their status of anything they put into the VA. Well, I know that my healthy vet, I'm going to definitely have them come on. I have it myself. You probably do, too. Um, it's just so convenient, and especially when you get the secure messaging. You can actually send a message to your uh, primary care doctor um, or make an appointment, and I think that's great. And then, of course, your prescriptions. You, could, you don't have to call it in. You can actually just check off what you need, and they'll uh, email it right out to you. Now, what's one of the biggest things that you run into in the community or out when you're doing outreach as far as why people do not register with the VA? Um, one of the biggest things is um, I want to um, I want to save it for um, I want to save it for when I'm, um, I'm I'm healthy right now. Why do I need it? And then the other thing, too, is I want to um, I want to save it for the other guy. And um, and that's not um, that's not always the case. I always ask veterans, why would you wait until you're not um, you're not healthy to register? Um, you have to fill out paperwork. Even if you go to the facility right now, the VA hospital is is a regular hospital. It can um, it'll take you an emergency. But if you if you if it's not an emergency and you want to go see a primary care doctor, you have to fill the paperwork out. So why would you not want to fill the paperwork out? Get yourself in a system and have it in your back pocket to if you ever need it, you don't have to go through the rigors of um of, of paperwork and everything. And the other thing veterans always say is, oh, I'm gonna um I'm gonna save it for the um f- um for the for the next guy. And that's not, that's not always true. That's where the um the allocation um money comes in. The more people that's using the system, that's how the VA is able to get their high tech equipment and, and um and compete with um the private sector. Uh, a lot of veterans don't know that the same. Uh, equipment that the private sector has, the VA has it. They, it, it, you may have to go to New York, or you may have to go to another place because um, one thing about the VA is they have specialty doctors, but not not every doctor can be here in Connecticut. You may have to go to New York, or you may have to go to uh, Massachusetts. Um, the VA also has um, 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 uh, tr- um, transportation. You know, you coordinate that with the travel office. They'll shuttle you up there and they'll pick you back up if that's if that can help you out. Now, also the VA in Connecticut and probably other states, they have clinics. Can you tell us about the C box? Oh yeah, there's there's about there's about um um about uh, six different um C box. The, the C box are just um small clinics. If you have your primary care doctor there, you can go there for um for 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 light things. Now with the C box, you if if there's any kind of um big things like any kind of big emergencies, you don't have to go there. But the C box, they take care of anything from um getting your shots to even getting your um your VID card. I I urge a lot of veterans to go there because the, um the process is a little bit um quicker there. They just have to look you up in the system. You go there, you get your VID card. You it is a smaller area. It's in it's in your community. You don't have to come to the VA hospital because sometimes that can be um strenuous on there the, the parking and trying to find a building, building one or building two. So you can go to one of the um the um the outreach um um C box out there and uh, and get the same kind of care and the same kind of um attention that the big VA hospital has. Now the VA is really putting a lot of effort into um, doing outreach and trying to get veterans to sign up and registered in the VA. Uh, can you explain to our listeners why this is? Um, yes, because um, what hap- what happens is is um, um, a lot of veterans are um, are are are, are, in, are enrolled, use it one time, and then and then not using it again. So what happens is they're they're in, they're enrolled in the system, but they're they're non-users and they haven't been using it for a while. As we know, everything um, revolves around numbers. 
So what happens is if a veteran is, is in the system and they're not using it for a while, um, it look it, it to, um, to to the to the people that's doing the numbers, it looks like um, the, the 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 VA doesn't need the, the, um, the extra money or the extra attention that it needs, and it, it lowers the numbers. So what we try to do um an outreach is we try to go out there and get veterans um enrolled because like I said before, those equipments and things like that 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 um that the VA gets from um from um from from their budget. That all depends on how many users are actually using the VA. Well, it's also um, a lot of the older veterans are now passing and are no longer with us, um, which is, you know, which does come along as they get older. A lot of the World War II vets, Korean vets, uh, even the Vietnam vets are starting to get older. And um, they're, you know, as they pass, that's that many less people that are using the VA. And you need the people to be registered in order for them to get the funding um, because that's usually done beforehand. They don't just per, um, project what the numbers are going to be. They actually need to have the numbers with them or the facts. And this way they can give it to the congressional people so that they can allocate the correct amount of money um, to the VA um, so that we can get that care out there. Yeah, that's correct. Well, the other thing is, um, with, um, with the registration, what does a veteran need? Like, say if I'm a veteran, um, and I'm like, well, I don't want to go to talk to anybody because now they need DD-214s, they need this, I don't know where my paperwork is, um, you know, I tried actually signing up three years ago, and they never got back to me, or they said they denied me. Uh, can you kind of go over some of that? Well, that's that's why I'm um, that's why I'm here in the community. I actually take your application, and I um and and I walk it through. Um, um, veterans got to understand every veteran's um situation is unique. Is um it, it um every veteran that I, that I talk to, their situation is unique. So what I do with them is I I'll get the information, and I'll I'll go do I'll go do the research. If it's a, if it's something where they reached out to a veteran. They needed DD two fourteen. I'll go to the veteran and get his DD two fourteen. If it's something to where um, the veteran um, enrolled um, back in the fifties or forties, I'll I'll try to put him in the system because, as you know, policies and procedures um, change all the time. And the other thing too is um, that that um, that veteran um, I don't I don't want that veteran to walk into the VA hospital with a, with any kind of negativity, you know, um, in there. So what I do is I deal with that veteran one on one. I walk the paperwork through up until he, up until they um, they get that appointment. And even when they get that appointment, and um, I even call a veteran back and say, "Hey, you have an appointment at this time. Uh, make sure you're there. And if you need any other services, I'll help you out in there." What are the minimum requirements to get into the VA? I know that you have to have so many months, and you know. Um, yes, the minimum the, um, the minimum requirements is you have to um, you have to um, pass nineteen eighty. You have to have twenty four months of um, active duty. Um, there, there, um, there, there is an income based, um, um, based on that. If you're not, if you're not service connected and you also, and what the VA does is the VA puts you in, um, different, um, priority groups. If you're not in priority group, um, um, one where it's 50% service connected and above, um, you may have to pay a copay no more than, um, $50 for specialty visits and maybe 12 to $13, um, when you go see a primary care doctor. But that's the, that's the, um, that's the basic, um, um, requirements to get a role in VA healthcare. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, most of the time you go see a doctor, it's pretty expensive. Yes, and uh, and uh, and even if you have to pay for um, prescriptions, it's just a few dollars. You can either get the real stuff or you can get the generic stuff. But compared to the the outside, the, um, it, it it's way cheaper than um 
um, is way cheaper than anything else. And the good thing with um, the VAs, they're, they're automated to where you go on, um, you go on um, um, My Healthy Vets, and if you have any kind of 90 to 100 or something day supply, you can go back in the computer yourself and click the button. You don't have to call the VA um, all the time. You just go in there, and you can click the button, and they'll mail it right to you. Now, would you advise um, veterans to actually um, uh, sign up with the VA? Well, um, what what I would advise um, veterans to do is um, veterans to kind of um, um, get me, so that way I can I can walk their paperwork through because um, when they go in, when they go in the system and they sign up, they get a confirmation number, and that confirmation number goes somewhere. If the veteran has written on the confirmation number, then you know they they get a little bit upset. So what I recommend is um, trying to find an outreach person, a person one on one, face to face that can actually call you back and actually tell you where your status is on there. So that's why I, I put my number out there to um, any vet that needs help. I like I said, I'm, I'm I go anywhere in Connecticut that um that, that that I'm needed. Now, what would you tell a veteran that doesn't mean doesn't meet the required um uh, rec- uh, recommendations in order to get in to the VA. There's other ways to get in. Say if they got hurt or something, can yeah, they yes. still what, apply? Yes. What I would do is if they got hurt and everything, I would tell a, a veteran to put in a, um, a claim through the um, Veterans Benefit Administration and, um, and 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 try to apply through there. Because if you're service connected, then you can. Then that's the, um, the um, that's the other way to get in through VA healthcare. So there's 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 other ways to get in. The, the, the veteran, um, I tell veteran, um, don't give up. You sit down and talk to somebody because there's other ways for you to get into VA healthcare. So if a veteran comes to see you, you could also help them with that. It's just advising. That's yes, it, basically. Yes, yeah, advising them and um and 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 having them reach out to one of the service officers, um, DAV, American Legion, or somebody that knows the the rules and regulations for the VA, and have them start the paperwork. And I'm I'll be just advising them. I'm I'm not going to be telling them um what to do. I'm just going to be advising them and um and then I'll actually um get them in contact with the VSO and then um help them set up an appointment. Now um if we could just walk through it, I uh, say I'm a veteran. And I heard this on the radio show. Um, you could tell us your phone number. Okay. What happens after that? You make an appointment. Well, or um, what? What? What I? What I? What I do is um, once the veteran um, gives me a call, the first thing I, I, I just. Which, can you give us your phone number? Yes, my phone. Yeah. I'm sorry, my phone <laughs> number is um four seven five four one four six one six four. Um, that's my phone number. And what I what I do is um. Um, I'll, when, when I talk to the veteran, um, the first thing I do, I, um, because I don't want to, um, waste their time or anything. I kind of screen them out a little bit. I, I want to make sure they're, um, they serve. The first thing is I want to make sure they served honorably. And then I want to make sure that they, um, they, they serve within, um, uh, if they came in after 1980, they serve within, um, the 20, um, the 24 months of, um, of active duty, you know, um. And I and I screen them out, and make make sure they they fit the criteria. And then the other thing too, I, I set up an appointment with them. When I set up the appointment with them, I take um reading information out there. I take about three different information. I take the healthcare book with me. I take um a book of um all the VA hospitals within New England, and I just take an overall um book of all um of of everything the VA has to offer because I'm I'm kind of going in there. Um, um, not blind, but I'm going in there with um, telling asking veterans um, what are their questions, what are, what are their needs, and what I do, I sit down with them. It's called a ten ten easy application. I fill it out with them. I I'll take it back and I'll actually submit it for them, and I'll actually um track track it from start to finish. Um, right now it takes about um three weeks to um process because um it has to go to eligibility, it has to get um processed in the system, and then the VA has to have enough time. To, um, to mail the veteran back um, if they're eligible, they'll mail them back an appointment or they'll mail them back a welcome aboard package. 
And then um and then after that, what I do is that they don't get in contact with the VA doesn't get in contact with them. Um, I call them up and I go to eligibility myself and I track it down. So that way a veteran hears, you know, if they're qualified or not or what, what's the hold up. Because there's nothing more frustrating than sitting sitting around waiting for somebody to call you and you don't know who to turn to. Now, what does the veteran, does the veteran actually have to bring a DD-214? Because I've gone out and outreach with you and, and they go, well, I don't bring my DD-214. I lost it or whatever. No, the veteran doesn't have to bring their <coughs> DD-214 um, um, right now to, um um, the, the VA can actually, if they if they had done anything with the VA in the in the previous pass, they, they the VA might have a DD two fourteen. Or what the VA does is the, the um the VA will um reach out for them to get a DD two fourteen. The other thing, the other thing I do when I go out there too is I can help them um if they lost their DD two fourteen, I can help them fill out a paperwork to send away for their DD two fourteen. So I'm not just going out there um um with the veteran. I'm actually going out there to show them different ways of how they can get their uh, paperwork. But to answer your question, you don't need a DD-214 um, um, right away. We just need to get your um, application, put you, uh, put you in the system, and then uh, if the VA needs any additional information from you, they'll send you a letter or they'll give you a call. Now, yes, you're doing the uh, veterans that are not officially in the VA. What about the veterans that are already in the VA that have not gone to the VA in years, what can you recommend for them to do? Should they go? Yes, I recommend for them to go and see their primary care doctor at least um at least at least once a year because what 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 happens is um they're enrolled in the system but they're 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 a, they're a non-user. So if they if they don't go uh, anywhere, what they have to do is they have to go back to eligibility and it's called a it's called a, a means test. They're going to go back over your application and um see if anything changes within there. Um, the, the, the good thing about going once a year and, 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 um, and getting already enrolled, you don't have to go through all that because, um, if something changes, um, and you're not going every year and something changes, you might, you might, you might be qualified and they might, they might disqualify you based on the new information that you give them. So it's always good to go, um, once a year uh, and the VA won't, if you go a minimum once a year, the VA is not going to um, go back and ask you to, um, to, to resend them back your information. Now, what would you say to those that have their old ID card and say, oh, I'm already enrolled. Uh, why should I go back? Well, what I, what I would do is um, I would I would um, I would tell them that um, you, you have your old ID card. You can go to um, one of the clinics or anything like that and, and get the new updated ID card. And then the other thing is you, you're enrolled, but you're not you, you, you've been enrolled um, a ways back. Um, truthfully, your your um your information, um, whatever they have on you um, back there um, might not be might not be up to date. And the other thing too is you want to you want to go to the you want to go to the VA because um, in the future if you ever want to put in um, a claim for anything else you have um you have um you have documentations to help you out if you ever want to put a claim in for any kind of service connected disability or any kind of healthcare needs at least you have um, records of it. Now the VA has changed over the years. Can you talk a little bit about um, how it has improved? Well, um, the, the the VA has improved because um, as far as their um, as far as their their waiting time, they they um, um, for myself um, when when I when I when I go there, I, I, there's no waiting time for me. It's improved um, with 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 the updated information. You can get your um, you can go online and uh, and see your your um, your records. If you actually go to your primary care doctor within three days, you can go on um, my healthy vets and see the actual notes that the um that the doctor put in there for you. So even if you if you need those notes for your outside provider. You can get those notes. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, um there's a lot of new technology within um, um the VA. There's a lot of new equipment because um the VA is partnered with Yale, so there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of um, um communication. There's a lot of things that um that we work with outside community on to make um to make to make the VA better. What about those people that say, "Oh, 
I can't go to the VA because I have TRICARE. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, 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 TRICARE is a, um, uh, a Department of Defense um, benefits. You have to serve in, um, 20 years in the military or you have to be military retired. That's a Department of Defense um, 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 thing. The VA is Department of Veteran Affairs. That's, that's, that's something different. Um, it's, it's two different health care systems. And um, um, with TRICARE, um, depending on um, what you have, you're going uh, to pay a copay. Um, and you can go out in town, you can go to any provider, but um, VA healthcare, depending on um, where you stand at, you may not have to pay a, a copay and you may, you, um, you know, um, you may not have to pay, pay anything. And not, not everybody, um, not everybody um, can use TRICARE because they're not, um, they're not retired. Now, um, so if somebody has TRICARE, they can apply to the VA? Yes, it doesn't, it doesn't take, it doesn't take away from, um, it doesn't take away from you using the VA. For, for myself, I use the VA more than I use um, TRICARE. Um, I, I use TRICARE for, um, um, more for my wife because it's cheaper, but um, TRICARE, I don't use it that much. I, I, use, I use VA healthcare 98% of the time because I, I love going to the VA. Um, when I go to the VA, it's like, it's like they treat you like you're um, it's, it's military oriented. They treat you like a, um, like a family. You know, I go to my outside provider. I have to go there and I have to, he has to, um, I have to go over everything else. When I go, when I go to um, the VA, it's like a one-stop shop. They, 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 um, they, they, they give me the, um, the treatment from head to toe. Even some of the things I don't want to get, they still um, do it for me. I don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel. My primary care doctor knows me. They, um, they, know, what, they know what we talked about from before. Um, I go to my outside doctor, and it, it's like there. It's like um, I have to retell them back about what's going on with me. When I go, when I go to my primary care doctor, they go over back. It, it could be six months from now. They reiterate what we talked about six months ago. Now, let's talk a little bit about those that are younger, that are currently in the Army National Guard and may have been deployed, and have come back and say, "I really don't need it because I'm young." Um, there's nothing wrong with me right now. Can you give a little advice to them? Uh, I always urge veterans um, to, to, um, to get enrolled um, when, they, when they're young because um, later on w- when you do need it, um, you, you, um, you, you may not be qualified or you may have to fill out an um, um, application. It's always good to, um, it's always good to have um, health care. I always urge every veteran, even, even, even the young ones, fill the paperwork out, get yourself in, get yourself in the system because you don't know a year or two years from now, you don't know where you're going to be at. And if you ever need the VA, it's, it's always there for you, but you got to be qualified for it. Would you advise younger veterans that may have been deployed and got hurt to actually uh, apply to the VA and to actually um, maybe look into service connection for th- their particular injury. Yes, I would, I would, uh, I would, I would advise that because um, there's there's a lot of comp- um, competition for the, um, for for, um, for veterans out there. You um, you don't you don't want to wait. You 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 rate those services. You, you served your country regardless of how much time you did. You don't want to wait p- to put that stuff in there because guess what? There's a, there's a lot of benefits that over the years that you're um that you're missing out on. So because the longer you wait, the, and the other thing, too, is the longer you wait, the, the harder it is to prove. So if you got hurt while you was in the service and you wait years down the line, now the burden of proof has to be on you. But if you do it right away, you'll, you'll, you'll get the competition and all, and all that stuff um, when you need it. But the longer you wait, it, it's, it's going to be up to you to prove that you got hurt. And then now you're going to have to get a, um, somebody to represent you like a service officer. And now it's like you're fighting the VA for your, your benefits. Can you tell our listeners some of the different venues and outreach events that you usually attend? Okay. Um. 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 Most of most of the events that I um that I um that that I that I attend um I do it with the vets and I do it with Gabe. Is um we we do all the um the fairs, the orange fairs, the um, Wilkett fairs, 
we do all the fairs in the community. We also do the um, the, the big ones, um, the Durham Fair, Northeast Hunting and Fishing, and I also go to different um, 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 coffee houses and different um, events in the, in, uh, in the community. Um, my job is to just go out there wherever veterans are. It doesn't matter if I go out there and see one veteran or, or 20 veterans. I'll go out there and, and, and see them, and I'll go out there and um, do the, these events. And when I go out there, I just don't go out there and talk. I have, um, I have um, reading materials for veterans to, um, to read. And I go out there and I and I um, and I advise them to um to, to look into it because it's, um the VA healthcare is a good system. Now it's not just registration. If they have a question, or if they want to um get connected to something speci- specific, you can also help them with them. Y- yes, I yes I can. I help. I, I can help veterans um get connected with um different um organizations with um with with the VA. They have um. They have aid and attendance. They have um. They have um. Um. VBA eligibilities. What what I what I try to do when I go out there is um. I try to invite um different organizations out there. But if I can't, what I'll do is I'll get their um um materials and I kind and their business card and I kind of go out there and um and and um and give people their contact information and kind of link them up to where they can get the services. I'm not just out there enrolling veterans in um VA healthcare. I want to make sure that um the V. I want to make sure veterans know. Uh, everything about the VA because um, a lot of veterans get kind of confused on how the VA works. You always hear veterans say the VA, the VA, but then I have to sit down there and ask them what what part of the VA are you looking for? What services are you looking for? And once I know what they're looking for, then I can um, I can lead them to where um, w- what best fits their needs. Wow, like the answer man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can answer everything. Yeah. But um. What would you say to those organizations that um, are out there? Are you know what? What do you usually do when you go out to do outreach for them? Well, um, um, those organizations out there, for one, I want to make sure they're. Um, and you're talking about those organ those organizations that's um that say they're 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 doing stuff for the VA. I find out the first or thing. Veterans. I, yeah, I find out if they're a five hundred one c organization first and see. And kind of do a little research because there's a lot of organizations out there that saying they're doing um stuff for the veterans and they're and um and they're not doing stuff for the veterans you know um they're they're, they're out there they're collecting money and then when you do when when you when you look at you, it's public knowledge when you look up their research and look up their information they're, they're they're not doing it so what I urge veterans to do is um um before before you um commit yourself to anything do your research with these organizations right there because once they take your money or once they do whatever they're, they're doing, what end up coming back is now the veteran comes back and blames the, um, the VA. Those organizations, they say they're part of the, uh, if, if organizations um, are saying they're not the VA and they're, they're, they're helping out veterans, you got to really do your homework on that because the VA um, takes blame for a lot of things that shouldn't they, they shouldn't take blame for. And they're not even really, they just might say, oh, well, you're the VA. And it's really not the VA. Yes. It's it's just like a veterans group or yes. something. Yes. You know, like a board, like a veterans group, yes. you know, in a different town. Yes. And they put a tablecloth out that has a VA emblem on it. Yes. Yes. And then and then what and then what happens is when 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 the VA employee goes out there, that employee now that employee gets all the backlash from everything. Oh, yeah, I was out here um a few a few months ago. And then we find out what organization. Oh, this is my business card. And we try to tell them they're not with the VA. Well, this person took my information now, especially if you gave me a Social Security or anything like that. You know, um, 
your best bet is to make sure that um, the person got um, an ID card or um, do a little check on them before you give your personal information out to, um, to any veterans. Um, when I'm out there doing it, I always got my ID card on me um, to show veterans that I'm, um, I'm a federal employee. I, w- I work for the VA. I'm not, I'm not just taking your, your personal information um, just to take it. I'm actually taking it to help you out. And I don't necessarily t- um, take people's personal information unless I need it. So like, like I said, if the veteran doesn't have a DD-214, that's um, fine. I have not fill out an application, and I always tell them, you know, um, every time, if, once we get it, we'll destroy it, we'll shred it after we get your basic information from it. So basically, um, when you do do the outreach, what's the number that they can get you at so that you can talk to them? Okay, my number, once again, is 475 414 Six one six four. That's my number. You can um you can leave a message on my um, my cell phone. I, I got that on me twenty four hours a day. Um, just leave just leave a message. I'll I'll um get back in contact with you um and 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 just basically um tell me um wh- what are you looking for? And uh, if you leave a, a message, what I'll do is I'll do my research before I get on the phone with you. So say you need any information from the VBA or you need any uh, other services before I call you back, I'll do some research on there and I'll get information so that way I can give you the right information. So what's your normal um, hours of work usually, you know, when you're at the, at the vet center? Um, it's, it's normally um, 8, to, uh, eight to, to 4 or 4.30, but I do work, um, I do work um, after hours. It's on a case-by-case, and I do do um, events um, after hours. It's on a case-by-case. So what I try to do is if a veteran calls me and they have to um, work and they can't make it in until 5 or 6 o'clock, I'll stay a little bit later to um, help the veteran out or if I need to go by the veteran's house, um, in the afternoon, depending on their job situation, I'll, I'll make the time, even on the weekends, I'll make the time for um, to go out and um, help the veteran out. Um, my job as a community outreach specialist is to sit down and um, educate the veterans and um, try to help them out the best I can. Now, those people that feel that um, they didn't get their uh, answers from the VA and might have left with a bad taste in their mouth, um, that you do you promote them to maybe possibly call you up so that maybe you can straighten out what's been going on? Yes, yeah, I, I, I always do it because um, a lot of times we um we, we we hear things and we don't we don't understand things. So when I when I sit down with a veteran, um, the first thing I want to do is I want to find out the organization that um that told them the um, information, and I want to make sure the organization if they can remember the organization. I do my research. I want to make sure the organization is a legit organization. And if they, even if they have the name, I go on their website, I, I go on there and I'll print out stuff or I'll show the veterans um, things on what the person actually says. Um, if not, I try to go there and reassure the, the, um, the veteran that, um, look, I'm here to help you out. Whatever we, we did in the past, it's in the past. I'm here to help you right now. We could take it from here and we can go ahead and um, try to get you the help you need. So it's really advisable for those veterans that are out there that heard different rumors or, you know, other veterans telling them, oh, this happened to me or that happened to me. And like you said before, each veteran situation is is different, but that it would be better for them to come to you because you are an official VA spokesperson. Um, and um, so would you advise them to do that? Yes. And, and most time, most time when um, any kind of new information comes out, I normally would tell the veteran that um, the new information comes out for, for example, um, the ID card. They have two different kind of ID card um, that's out there. And um, I always I always advise the veteran you can get um, this ID card or you can get this uh, the other one, depending on um, what your needs are. The first thing I ask the veteran is, um, why do you need the ID card? And I always advise veterans as to enroll in VA healthcare. But if you don't want to enroll 
or if you want to use the ID card for 10% off Lowe's or Home Depot, then I have another application you can fill out and you can get your um, um, ID card that says um, you're a veteran, but it's, you can't use it for healthcare services. So there are up-to-date information out there all the time, and I try to have it on me. So that way when the veterans comes to me, I try to have the information for them. Now that um, non medical VA ID card, yeah. that's something that's filled out online, correct? Y- yes, that's something that's filled out online. You have to upload um you have to upload your um your pictures on there. It's a website and then after that the um the, the, the company that outsources that, the third party, they'll send you the ID card. But on the ID card it specifically says it's not intended for VA healthcare services. It's just an identification for veterans to walk around with because they don't want to walk around with their um, DD two fourteen their discharge papers. But I always, I always advise veterans to um, enroll in VA healthcare because you're, you're getting a two for one. You're getting an ID card, and you're actually getting enrolled in VA healthcare. And who knows? Later on, you might, you might, you might need the services. Now you're in the system. Now, would you advise like the students here at UNH and uh, other colleges and universities to? sign up now if they are veterans? Yes, I would I would advise them to sign up now because they're veterans. Um, one of the reasons why is because um, um, part of part of the um, an enrollment is maybe income-based. Um, um, you're in college right now. Um, you may not um, make a lot of money. You want to sign up now because later on, you, you may make the, um, the big income later on in your professional job and you find out later on you can't enroll. If you enroll um, while you're in school right now, um, chances are you probably are eligible based on your income and other qualifications. You want to enroll, put yourself in a system, and then and then never have to worry about somebody asking you a question about um you know um your um your finance or anything else in the future. Now students don't have to worry about um, things like oh I don't want to enroll because I'm taken away from those um, veterans that have gotten hurt and you know, the money is better off going to those that really need it. What do you, what do you say to those veterans? No, the, um, I, I say to those veterans, the money, the money is allocated, the money is, um, allocated for, um, for, for each veteran. The, the more veterans that's using the system, that's the more money that Congress, um, um, gives to the VA. So I urge, I urge every veteran to, um, to get enrolled because guess what? Um, that's the more money that the VA can take in to help you out. Every veteran is unique. So every veteran, um, gets, gets healthcare separate depending on, on their needs. So I always urge veterans to uh, get yourself in the system. Everybody that's going through college, you, these universities, get yourself in the system. That, that way, later on, when you um, go out there and you find your job, guess what? You don't have to worry about the, um, the health care. That's more money you can put in your pocket. And basically, as a, as a, uh, it's bad enough being in college just struggling to find housing and, and food and everything, but it's nice to be able to go to the to the VA to like, if you have a cold and you can get some medicine or whatever. Exactly. Because especially here, the VA just right down the street is a, is a, is a few, is a few blocks down the street. It'd be nice for you. If you, you know, if you wake up sick one day and you have to go there, just walk in, um, get your care. And you know, you're, you're not paying that much. You're not paying, you pay a few dollars, maybe co-pays or sometimes you don't even have to pay any co-pays, but it's always good to get your medication. And, and the other thing too is, um, um, some of the schools, they, they may want you to take flu, uh, some kind of shot or anything like that. You, you could come to the VA and get all your, your, your shots and everything for, um, for, for, for free to no cost. And, and guess what? You don't have to go out, out in town and pay the big bills. Now, you were saying something earlier in the show about um, priorities. What were you saying about that? What did that mean? Yes. Um, what, the, the, what the VA does is the VA puts you in um, priority groups from, um, from, from, um, from one to eight, depending on um, when you came in what your service connection is and um, wh- when you came in, what your service connection is. And, um, and if you're in any, if you're, in, if you're in priority group two through, through eight, 
um, you, you're going to have to pay a copay. But if you're part of group one, if you're, if you, if you're service connected 50% and above, then you're part of group one, you won't have to pay any copay. That means everything is, um, for free. But, um, the, the, the biggest thing to get away from this is you have to be in the system. We can sit down and talk all day about what ifs, but you have to get yourself enrolled in the system. I always urge veterans fill the paperwork out. It takes about five to 15 minutes, you know, um, I get a lot of veterans. They'll sit down and talk to me about their war stories all day, but they won't. They don't. They don't want to. Um, they won't. Yeah. They say they don't have any time to um, fill it out, but they'll tell me about their war stories all day. And then I see them again next year, and circumstances change, and maybe a policy change. They, then they get disgruntled. And then they're asking you, oh, I should have, yeah, yeah. I really need it now, and, yeah. and can you get me enrolled? Yeah. And it might be too late. Yeah, it might be too late because what I do is I, um, I can't break the policy, whatever, whatever. And every year, um, new policies come out, so um, I can't go, go against the policy. I can help you see if there's another way to get in. But if I'm in front of you right now and you, and, um, and you got a few minutes, sit down, fill the application out, let's get you in the system. Now, what about um, that part where... Would you recommend that people come in and see you so that they can get more of the information than to fill out an application online so that they can actually sit down with you and really know what's going on yeah. with the VA? Yes, that's what I, I, I would recommend because um, um, I get a lot of veterans. They'll come in there for the, for the, um, for the health care, but then they have other questions on their mind. And as you know, if you're in front of a computer, you just fill out an application, that computer's not going to talk back to you. So what I do is I try to go over every 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 part of the VA that um that, uh, every every type of inf- every type of information within the, the VA for you. So you may come in to get um enrolled in healthcare, and you may walk out um um get, getting put in a claim for service connected disability, or you may want to know about aid and attendance. You may want to know about vocational rehab, or you may want to know about anything that the VA has to offer. So you came in here for one thing, but I you left out learning five or six different things about the VA. Well, that sounds like it's really good. It's great to have you um, out there. If you can give us your number one more time. Okay. My number again is 475-414-6164. And I want to thank you for your service. And I really want to thank you for doing this and helping veterans. Uh, I'm sure you enjoy it. Yes, I enjoy (laughs) it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So, um, and hopefully we can have you back on the show um, later on in the year. Okay, no problem. And um, it's always, and you could maybe get some updates for us. That would be really good. I'll come in and I'll give you some more updates on the VA. I'm pretty sure this is 2019. I'm pretty sure within the next couple of months, there might be some new um, information coming out. Well, that's it for the show for today. And remember, uh, the question you don't ask is the one that doesn't get answered. So make sure um, you call up and talk to Orville and get registered, whether you think you're eligible or not. That's the whole key right there. And you will be helping people out. Uh, I also go to the VA and it's great. They they just have great services. Okay. Um, See you next week.